0: All right, it is the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Now joined by dejeuner Carrington. And you hear me talk about her all the time. I've uh, attempted to drive the um uh, the DeJunay bandwagon. Uh DeJunay, I uh, I don't know if you notice this. I hope it's not uh I hope it's not too much, but I I do talk you up on Twitter quite a bit. I don't know how much you're on social media, but uh I tell you, it's been a uh, it's been a fun season, and uh, I would say uh, even back to your days at Stanford, have you ever do you ever remember DeJunay, um the it being this wide open? Like I, I really, I think UConn may be number one right now, and that's one of the schools you considered transferring to. But I, I I really sort of have that sense, and I haven't had the sense in the past that truly everyone in like the top. I don't know, 10 to 15, has a legitimate chance of winning a national title.
1: Yeah, this is definitely the first year that I can remember, um, at least in the last five years that I've been in college, that it has been this wide open and that every team, like you said, truly, truly has an opportunity to, I'd say at least get to the Final Four, but um, ultimately compete for a national championship, yeah.
0: Yeah, it'll be, uh, it's going to be fun, and the Lady Bears, obviously, another championship. What is that like, Dijonet, to, uh, you haven't had a lot of years on the Baylor campus. You you come in here, uh, it's something the, the Lady Bears do every year, but Kim doesn't take it for granted, but what hasn't happened since 1950 is a men's championship. How cool is that for you guys, um, and again, that's old hat for Lady Bears, but, uh it's got to be a pretty neat thing. I think it's the first time, Dijonay, in twenty four years, that uh, mm-hmm. the men and women uh, in the Big Twelve have won a conference title. What's the? Do y'all have some camaraderie? Do you know some of those guys on the on the men's team?
1: Yeah, I mean, of course. Me being new, um, I haven't gotten to spend much time getting to know them. Just trying to keep with the COVID protocols and social distancing and things of that sort. But we definitely see each other in passing and um, our practice gyms are right across from each other. So we see each other and we're pulling for them the whole time. Uh, We were so excited for them to be able to win it um, and, and celebrate that victory and that big 12 championship along with us. Uh, But yeah, like you said, Coach Mookie never takes it for granted, especially in a year like this one, where there was so much uncertainty and, so many things were up in the air the entire time. You know, it was very rewarding at the end just to see that we were able to stick together through multiple pauses for a lot of reasons out of our control um, and ultimately win that Big 12 title. But we're not done yet, and we're not satisfied at all.
0: You know, in talking to Nate Carrington on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, <clears throat> one thing that when you transferred your last name, was familiar to me, and I just, I, I didn't really think about it too much. I thought, well, that, that's, this, this is, this hopefully will work out and be a great, uh, situation for mm-hmm. Dijonet. And then it dawned on me that I had covered your dad in the NFL, uh, at, at some <laughs> point. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh. I mean, I'm sure people bring it up with you, but he played, had like a seven or eight year um, NFL career. Was that, um, was he still playing like in your early years? I'm just trying to do the math in my head. Did you ever, did you ever get to see him play or had he retired? What was the, uh, what was that like? That's so funny.
1: No, my dad had retired from the NFL by then, Um, by the time I was born. I mean, he's been around for a while covering yeah. sports <laughs> because <laughs> I think he retired in what, 94 or something like that, 96 maybe. But yeah, you know, um, that's always been something that he's kept us in the loop about. And we've, I mean, I've seen videos. And when the Chargers were still in San Diego, um, I would often go to games and always go to the alumni games and things like that. So, He's always stayed connected and let us kind of get that experience, too, even though uh, I wasn't born when he was playing. But that's super exciting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh, by the way, I graduated from Baylor in 95, so I'm not that. I mean, it really sounded like uh, (laughs) I was sounding very old. But uh, I just was a child prodigy and started covering No, I started covering the NFL with Bill Parcells in 2003. But I just remember your dad – and maybe it was in association. They may have played the Cowboys in there because that uh-huh. was all of our team. Um, and and the Cowboys won all those titles there. What was that like? Now your dad uh, did some coaching, and I think was he an assistant to your mom at one point? I mean, that that really had to be something. So at what point? Now I know your mom was your high school coach. Um, yeah. But that's that that would be a lot of pressure. I guess in some ways it's fun, but were you <laughs> were you ever able to turn it off? Like, get the at the dinner table were they still breaking down how you'd been at practice or games or were y'all able to separate that
1: you know they they had a really good balance um like you said yes my mom was my head coach and my dad was the associate head coach and actually my sister was one of the assistant coaches as well she's eight (laughs) years older than me so it was definitely a family affair um but they did a really good job of turning it on and off and knowing when to be coach and when to be mom and dad and sister. Um, and they had also – my parents coached my sister when she was in high school. So they had experience, and my dad coached my brother um, in high school playing football. So I was kind of, you know, the third go-around of it. And so by then I know that they had it. They had it down pat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that – uh that but that would be interesting on the sidelines. You got mom and dad over there. You got sister. Talk about a family affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is Dijonay Carrington joining us, the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox. And um, I, I, you know, I'm just curious about how this transition. I mean, you have you grew up in San Diego, play high school there, then go to the farm, which is what they call Stanford, and and big time mm-hmm. academic school, double major. Um, was it culture shock you didn't even get to visit most of these schools that were recruiting you in the um and I don't know how exactly that goes you get in the portal Yukon's after you Oregon Baylor has an opportunity for you um why why did you choose Baylor and then what was it was a little bit of culture shock for a uh, for a California girl to end up in Texas
1: Oh absolutely um I had no idea really what to expect when i got to campus it was completely and it's completely different than what i'm used to in california um obviously northern california where stanford is and southern california where i'm from are completely different as well but you still have that west Coast vibe, the water um just that kind of very chill relaxed vibe that everyone carries around there um and then coming to central texas where everything is just completely completely different i honestly can't think of a similarity um within whether that's just the style of um our team our coaches all of that from stanford or just like the city vibe all those things so it's been completely different um different is not bad though different is good at, at times and i'm very grateful to have Uh, the opportunity to have came here, and I definitely don't regret that decision. But it has definitely been completely different. And then with the snow, I know Texans aren't used to that either, but I personally had never actually seen snow, like, fall from the sky. I've seen snow on the ground before at some of our trips in the Pac-12, but never actually been in a snowstorm and had to try to drive through the snow and things like that.
0: Yeah, uh, I I hope uh, I hope you were able to do that. We just so you know, um, none of us are used to it either. You know, we're all we were all lost right. together, so we were all struggling. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, I talked to Kim after one of those games y'all did play. That was a tough one to get to, yeah. like on that Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I she didn't sound real pleased, <laughs> you know, like. I just think it was kind of dangerous for everybody, but they you all got that yeah. game played. Talk, talking to Dejane Carrington, um, who's really become, in my opinion, uh, one of the top reserves in the country. Uh, Dejane, how's that been? I mean, you were a star in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you averaged 14, 15 points a game at Stanford. I know you're starting for them. Um, to come off the bench, I mean, that, that has to be a little different, but yet you've... I mean, I, I don't. I don't think there's a better reserve really in the country. So, have you embraced it? Does it still feel a little weird? How do you, how have you uh, how have you tackled that?
1: Yeah, you know, it's definitely been different, um, and it's always, you know, just a you have to adjust to whatever your team needs. And I think that I've been able to be kind of that spark that we know we have coming off the bench and I try to just be consistent in what I bring to this team um you know I'm not so much worried about who starts the game um I think it's more about who's in the game when the game's on the line and who's on the court when you know it's getting down to the nitty-gritty um there are so many six men and six women in basketball who are just as valuable as first five who start the game and i think that i'm one of those for our team and um but like you said yeah it has been an adjustment just trying to stay warm in the beginning of the games um and just making sure i'm always locked into all the scouting reports and things like that but at the end of the day um if you really want to be a great player a great teammate then you just have to do what's best for the team and clearly this has been what's best for our team and i think that we've been making strides in the right direction and hopefully we can continue that all the way through April.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and that would be great. And by the way, they, they need, I mean, you, you sort of at that, at your kind of got like that swing at five, six foot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you really bring a lot to this team can kind of, you, you still know how to get your shot at the rim, but the three point shot has been big. We are talking to Dejanay Carrington, uh, one of the stars of the lady bears, uh, basketball team uh, Stephen go ahead Dje do you feel like with all the kind of stops and starts you guys have had to go through um, you're really in a good rhythm right now because it feels like the team is is playing their best basketball and I guess this is a, a good time mm-hmm. of year to, to be in that in that zone
1: yeah definitely you know at the beginning of the season um, at the beginning of the conference season at least it was kind of hard for us to get our footing a couple people went in and out with COVID, um, protocol and same with coach Moki. So it was just a little bit tough for us to kind of get that groove together and to mesh and find that camaraderie and learn how each other play, especially having missed the opportunity to learn those things about each other in the summer and in the fall. So, um, It's definitely a great time that we're peaking right now, and you can just see it. The confidence of our team is through the roof right now, and you can, I mean, if you watch the Texas game, you just saw how much of a team we were. We were so excited and pumped for everyone. Whoever was doing well, everyone on the bench, everyone on the court was just so excited for them, and that's exactly how it needs to be, especially going down through this final stretch of the season.
0: All right, coming up on the Big Twelve tournament. Got a couple more games here, and then it'll be time for that. That'll be fun. You'll like that. Uh, you have to. Ch- I know you can't really leave the hotel, but maybe peek out there. <laughs> Kansas City has a nice kind of power and light district, and and uh, and you'll enjoy that. By the way, who is the best? I, it seems like you guys have so much fun together, and uh, I see a lot of these videos. Uh, it seems like you've got a lot of kind of like wannabe. Um, I don't know, breakout pop stars on the team. Who who would you say uh DJNA has the best voice on the team? Did you bring a good West Coast vibe on that front? Is it DD? I mean, DD loves the camera. What who is there anybody that's a breakout star in that respect? Queen, she's got the right name for it for sort of a breakout musical star. That's
1: funny. Everyone, you know, everyone has such different personalities on this team. Um and they all shine through. I feel like you'd have to give me a specific like topic to pick somebody. There's we have dancers, we have TikTokers, we have just people with energy, and then there's me, who's I mean just different from everyone on the team because I'm from California and just kind of have that you know Southern California Valley Girl little vibe going. Um, but it's just really different. Everyone is so fun and fun to be around. And the energy is contagious.
0: All right. Yeah, that was a very political answer. You may have a future (laughs) in politics because you didn't really narrow that down for me. I mean, I I, if I was talking, you got
1: to give me a specific topic,
0: like gospel, gospel music. Who would be the gospel Gospel best gospel singer? Yes.
1: Oh, singer, I don't know, but I definitely would know the most gospel songs. My dad is a pastor, so.
0: Man, Darren does it. Darren does it all. Uh, former NFL star, pastor. So, uh, okay. What What is your favorite? Uh, now, I know BB and CC Winans. They were great back in the day. Al Green could do some. I grew up watching Soul Train. By the way, that's way before your time. But that wasn't gospel. That was more Motown. Who's your? What's mm-hmm. your? Who's your favorite gospel singer?
1: Um. I'd probably go with either Anthony Evans or Kirk Franklin. I just, the energy of Kirk Franklin's songs is just so like contagious. It gets me going in the morning. Every morning I listen to this live performance of I Smile from like during the pandemic um, where he had a bunch of stars singing it on BET and I listen to that every single morning. But Anthony Evans, I just love his voice and his like the words of his songs are so powerful and meaningful to me.
0: All right, That see, that's good. You came to the right place. Baylor, Stanford's <laughs> know, a very, right? a very liberal place. <laughs> you came to, you came <laughs> yeah. to the home of gospel. That's right, Waco, Waco, Texas. When you get a chance, look up Larnell Harris. Now that is okay. a voice. Now that's more Christian contemporary music. So I don't know if mm-hmm. we would put him in a straight gospel like some of the some of the greats. But oh my gosh, that'll that that'll blow you away. I'm talking. He and uh, Sandy Patty had some great uh, duets back in the day. Last thing I have for you, how different, uh, what is, I mean, are Tara Vanderveer, who you played for at Stanford, one of the most famous coaches in college basketball? Kim, obviously, is a legendary coach as well. Are they a lot alike? Are they way different? I'm, I'm just sort of curious about how, how uh, Kim seems as opposed to, to one of these other legendary coaches.
1: Yeah, Tara and Coach Mulkey are complete polar opposites in their coaching styles and their personalities. I honestly have sat there and tried to kind of figure out, hmm, what's similar about them? And I I can't find anything besides maybe like their height or something like that and their greatness and the success that they've had. But their coaching styles, their philosophies, their um, – just their personalities in general are just completely different. And so it's so funny that I have had the opportunity to play for these two coaches because they're just so, so different. Um I I don't know, you can't really compare their greatness, but they they've both taught me very different things, um, in very different ways.
0: All right. Yeah, it's uh it is fascinating and uh it's really cool. One of your best games ever, you did it against Tennessee, one of the most storied programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I like how you kind of rise to the moment. I mean, uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. hadn't been good since you were, you know, pretty young. I mean, you'd have to go back till you were like 10, 11, 12 years old when Pat Summit was rolling. So, But I think you have yeah. kind of a old soul, a flair for the dramatic. Uh, and so <laughs> who knows? I hope we go up against like NC State or somebody like that, the great uh, – the legacy of the great Kay Yao, you know, I, I think I could see you just going off on one of those teams. So keep pulling it from three. I love it. That's something the team – and, boy, Jim Howler, who you've probably met, he's one of the – he was on the broadcasters for Baylor, former Baylor coach. He gets mad at me. I'll say, well, there's not enough three-point shooting. He's And he gets all worked up. And he, But when you started pulling the trigger out there, that, that opened up a whole dimension to the team. So I want you right. to be more like the Utah Jazz – and I'd like to see you pull about 10 to 15 of those a game, all right? You can tell <laughs> tell tell Coach Mulkey Mosley told you so, all right?
1: I'm going to tell her, so if I get in trouble, I'm going to call you.
0: Okay, I understand, I understand. Well, listen, she doesn't hesitate to get on to me, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, DeJanae, it was fun. Really appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, look forward to seeing this great run down the stretch.
1: Yes, look forward to talking to you after we win it all.
0: I like that. There she goes, Dejanae Carrington. After they win it all, Stephen, will get them back on, and then, and then, of course, it'll be WNBA draft. Dejanae's name will be called. Yeah, let's see. After she has a great run in the tournament, I'm—I have her as a top 15 pick, and uh, not just because we just had her on. I mean, that's just because of my deep basketball knowledge. All right, we need to talk about tonight's game with the Bears. Bears play Oklahoma State. Going to be a great matchup against Cade Cunningham. That is next.